Okay, hi. Welcome back to Conversation Chronicles, episode two. I know, can't believe we got this far, but first of all, I'd like to apologize for not posting last week. It was a very busy work, school, family schedule packed week, to be honest, and I there was just no feasible way of me getting an episode up. However, this week, we have the first two parts, starring one of my really close friends, his name is Gabriel. I did just want to preface this entire episode by just saying that we have recorded this on the 7th of January, keeping in mind today is the 10th of April, and if you remember, on the 6th of January, so the day before we filmed this podcast episode, there was the attack on the United States Capitol. So, the emotions that we transmit throughout this entire episode are very authentic and very genuine, which is why I thought that it would be robbing the entirety of this, like, series and project to not publish it, despite how terrible the quality is, how chaotic it is, and the fact that we never thought that it would ever see the light of day, and I don't even think that it should, but I wanted to put it up anyway, so... This is the first part. Next part will come out next week. And without further ado, I'm just going to be quiet and let you listen. Let's go. Sick. Okay. Um, do you do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Gabriel Fonseca. That was the customer service voice right there. Mm-hmm. That's weird. And what's your name? Did you say I'm Miss Dreaming? No, it's like, what's your name? My name's Uchia. It's my podcast. Name? I feel like I don't need to say that, but yes, sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is the vlog. This, this is most definitely not the vlog. I'm not David Dobrik just yet. Mm-hmm. Just yet. Mm-hmm. Just yet. Just yet. Yeah. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, Gabriel. I mean, I go to a French school in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. I'm 16 years old. I love biking around the area. Sick. Okay. And, yeah. Cool. Are you, do you want to say where you're from? or? Um, I'm originally from Costa Rica. I was born there and moved to the D.C. area when I was two. And my dad is Canadian, so I do have citizenship for Canada, Costa Rica, and I currently hold a green card in the United States. That was so formal. Wow. He's <laughs> he's multinational. Oh, wait, I can do ASMR now. You ready? He's multinational. <laughs> That's so strange. I'm never doing that again. That made me extremely uncomfortable. Okay. How how did we meet? Because I don't really remember, to be completely honest. Um, we met because you don't English remember class, <laughs> English class. Yeah, That's so when we started talking a lot more. Yeah, I feel like we ran through kind of the same friend groups for a while, and then like we were in the English class together, and then it was the mm-hmm. biggest rush in the entire world because of the teacher. Um, oh, yeah. I think it was Mr. King, that's when we started talking. Yeah, but even then, I wasn't really close to you. I think it was, like, Burgart, where I got, like... Because yeah. <laughs> we were in such a bad situation. That, like, we got really close. It's, it's more that, like, we just laughed all the time in that class. And, <laughs> I love that. Oh, it was oh, so yeah. much fun. Um, Burgart. Should we talk about Burgart for a second? Because she, cause she was iconic. She was... Um, <laughs> an English teacher that worked in our school for, like, two years before she got fired, but she was, like, wasn't she, like, an art teacher for, like... No, yeah, she was a kindergarten art teacher right before she came to the school. Yeah. And I also feel like it's not... She was fired one year after... One year? One year after working. One year. At the school. Yeah. One year. That's so bad. Oof. But you knew that. (laughs) Yeah, but I thought she was there for more than one year for some reason. I don't really know. I know, yeah. But... Um, no, yeah, but at the same time, they gave her so much, and she wasn't prepared for all that, you know? Yeah, she didn't speak French at all, did she? She No. Like, she had majored in English in college, I think, but more than that, like, she didn't have very much experience teaching English, especially, like, non-English speakers, which I feel like is exactly. even harder. And she had over six classes through, through um, CZM, which is, um, six, sixth grade, sixth yeah, grade, sixth yeah. grade. All the way up to 
yeah. mean, I kind of feel bad for her, you know? Oh, yeah, me too, for sure. I think that she was put in such a difficult situation. Yeah. And I have so much... She was such a sweet woman. It was just that she I wasn't mean, the right fit for our class. Yeah. I feel like she didn't really good college But you know what? It's thanks to her that we actually... Our, our friendship flourished. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Barnacle, if you're out there... <laughs> If if uh, if Nora Bergard is out there listening, um, Miss Barnacle, Barnacle, <laughs> hey, you know what? She told us to call her Barnacle, so we're not gonna. Anyway, oh dear. Um, yeah, but we found out about that on on her Instagram. That's so. Her, she's so cute. One of one of our classmates found Miss <laughs> Miss Bergard's I know, I remember. Um, then, then you Instagram her. page, mm-hmm. and. Then found out that people, her friends, called her Barnacle. That's, yeah. Nora Barnacle. And then I forget who it was. I think it was Louis who said, like, Miss Nora, why are you called Barnacle or something? And it was the most awkward thing. I remember that so vividly. I swear. (laughs) The fact that that was almost two years, two, three years ago? Yeah. I don't even remember. Yeah, it was, but, yeah, thanks again for inviting me to your podcast. I'm really happy to be here. This probably isn't going to see the light of day. I'm just trying to figure out how I this know. works. Um, it's also good it's practice. Fun, it's fun to fantasize. It's fun to fantasize. It's fun yeah. to fantasize. I also mm-hmm. need to practice because I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. I mean, Hit that high note. Hit that high note. <laughs> what? I, I just feel repeated like... what you said. <laughs> and then, do you know what, like, really just, like, took... Miss Barnacle... Not Ms. Barnacle, but, like, our ADHD collisions to the next level was SNT. Oh, but I didn't even know. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was the most (laughs) chaotic That was the best. SNT is, like... (laughs) We shouldn't have been together. We really shouldn't. I don't know why we were together. Like, the worst part is, like, we were together the entire year. Who else was going to take us, you know? Like, at three different points, we could have switched, but we didn't. Like, you know we, had, we ended up with a pretty decent win. Average in the class. It's because I manifested that shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, you know what? It worked. Like it. <laughs> it, it literally worked. <laughs> I manifested good grades. Um, if you guys aren't familiar with your host, um, Lucia is a big manifester. I'm not really. You see... Let me, let me explain. She, in many occasions, has manifested... Um, different different alternatives of reality and it has worked it has, has worked on occasion broken oh, oh. reality but it's not that it's just that i i believe that you can attract into your life whatever you put your mind to and so mm. like more than just like manifestation i believe in law of attraction like i think that if you put out good energy you attract the same i believe in karma i think that like energies interact in certain ways that magnetize into each other which means that then you attract the people that are right for you. Mm. Um, which, like, I think is so cool. And I don't know why I wouldn't believe in that. In the same way as, like, if you think about it, there's 7 billion people on Earth. Yeah. And then you think that there are soulmates. If you believe in soulmates, or even if you don't believe in soulmates, how do people find the perfect fit for them? Unless they attract them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, how do they find each other? That's, that's another but question. But that's what I'm yeah. saying. How do they find each other? And so I'm saying that, like, their energy is magnetized because of what you put out. Because at the end of the day, your actions do kind of dictate who you are. So, like, if you're nice to everyone, then you'll attract nice people. If you're mean to everyone, then you'll attract the worst in life. And it's like, I don't know. It just goes back to, like, treat others the way you want to be treated and all those cringy things. But, like, it's true. Like, I don't know. I just... And I know that everyone makes fun of me for saying this, but I think the manifestation is real. Like, I genuinely do. I like, mean, in some sense, you can make reality whatever you, you want it to be, you know? Exactly. And that's, like, what the entire idea is. And, like, you're not going to manifest, like, oh, I'm going to have pizza for dinner. Like, that's not how it works. Like, it's more like, like long-term. You have to go out and get that get the pizza and you have to manifest you getting to the pizza place you know it's like different manifestations to get to the huh? main objective but like there's a difference between manifestation and just doing something 
Because, like... No, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Manifestation is something you can't really... It's out of your control, you know? Yeah, but also, like, let's say that I manifest being rich. Because, like, in my mind, I'm like, I'm already rich. Like, I do the absolute most to get there. And even if it's just in your subconscious and you're like, oh, well, I, my heart is set on being rich when I'm older, or my heart is set on being happy when I'm older, then you'll work just as much harder to get there in the way that you maybe wouldn't if you were so skeptical about that chance of being happy or being rich or whatever you want to be. You mm. know what I mean? I think that that's, like, really... I think it's powerful. I don't know. No, yeah, because you're putting yourself in that mindset, too. That's kind of what manifesting is. You're putting yourself in that mindset that, yeah, this is going to happen because because I have my mind, like, um, you already have your mind um, made up when you're manifesting. Like, for example, you, like, last year when um, we get our test, you had, you already had your mind made up. No, 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 I'm going to get a good grade on this test. No, it's like, like the way that that's kinda, you're meant to manifest is you're meant to be like, oh, well, I've already got a good grade. Like, this is the mindset I would be in after I got that said good grade. You know what I mean? So it's not like I'm going to get this grade. It's I've got it. I've achieved it. You know what I mean? Exactly. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just think that speaking into existence is really powerful. And I think that the power that we hold is quite insane. And, like, you know, I don't believe in, like, God and stuff. What the hell is that? Yeah. fair enough um like i don't believe in god himself and it's not because like i don't respect people who do or like stuff like that it's just that no yeah me neither you're not alone yeah it just doesn't fit into my lifestyle and even if god is real i think that it's too much pressure on myself and like the way that people who are very involved in christianity and religion live is they live for their afterlife and they live for the future and they live for someone else and i I want to live for myself and for the people I care about. Like, I'm not going to do good things because it's going to send me to heaven. I'm going to do good things because I want to be a good person for myself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's, that's awesome. so powerful. I see what you mean. What are you doing? Nothing. I heard, I heard oh, you said, I see what you mean. I, I heard, what are you doing? I was like, what? Oh, no, no, no. I said, I said yeah, what you said. We should talk about what happened yesterday. That feels like it's a good thing to touch on. My phone is glitching. Oh no, can you hear me? Okay, yeah, I can hear you. Okay, we're good, we're good. What the hell? Sorry, someone's walking down my hallway. But we should talk about what happened yesterday, because I feel like yesterday was an extremely oh, yeah, that's an historic moment. And although this probably isn't going to go anywhere, I'm probably going to save it and like listen back in like three years and be like, oh my god, that was the cringiest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. But we're here now. I mean, since 1812, the Capitol building hasn't been breached or broken into. Yeah, since, like, the British. And this is the first time a civilian force has actually been able to do that. And coming from a country that spends billions in defense and military, Mm -hmm. how can you let that happen in in such a prestigious building? It's it's insane. I wish we could give a little bit of context. So today is Thursday, January 7th of 2020, and yesterday was January 6th of 2020. Mm. Um, a year that's going to be on history books from I think, oh, it's not 2020, now. it's 2021. Did I just say 2020? Yeah, 2021. Oh, it feels uh, like, like 2020. I would like to remind our viewers that it is currently 2021. Uh-huh. It's like, they're listening 10 years from now, we're like ancient. Mm. Bro, 10 years from now, we're going to be 26. Can we not? Can we not? No, let's not think about that. Let's not, I ain't about to age. Let's not go down that hole. Okay. No, 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 no. Okay, anyway. So we remind our viewers that you're living in the present, not the future. Yep. Mm-hmm. Live for now. We are currently 16. And starting our podcast out, uh, and we're going to be multi- multi-millionaires mm-hmm. in Bands, bands, bands. Okay, wait. So yesterday, a lot happened yesterday. So we woke up yeah. in the morning, and like a couple hours into the day, it was announced that we won in Georgia, which was so great. And I feel like it was just the biggest breath of fresh air considering 
everything that's going on and the fact that like if Biden were to be elected and we didn't have the House and the Senate, it'd be very difficult for get for him to get anything done. And so I think that the fact that now we have that power, it it does relieve me a bit. Um but then <laughs> but mm-hmm. then But like at the same time, um I don't know if our viewers know, because it was on national news, uh, the Capitol was indeed breached by right-wing domestic terrorists. Domestic terrorists, yes. I think the people that call them protesters are so beyond ignorant that, yep. like, they're genuinely domestic terrorists. So, what time was it? It was about, like... They, they breached a temple of democracy mm-hmm. for the entire world in... In well, the most influential country in the world, and tried to stop the democratic, um, the democratic certification of the president-elect Biden. Yeah, which they failed at, by the way. And like the thing to me, so first of all, just to contextualize a little bit, as Gabriel said, the White House was basically like I don't even want to say looted because that's not extensive enough of a word. It was vandalized. It was somebody placed a bomb in the Capitol building. Like, Mm -hmm. it was... They found two of them, I think. Yeah, it it was so terrible. And it was a breach of everything democratic and everything American. And to me, it's like, the fact that these are the people that are America first. The, The vote was fraudulent. Like, in their eyes, they're fighting for democracy, but they're doing that by ruining and basically tearing down the temple of democracy on American soil. Like, if you think about it, the capital is what represents democracy to America. You know what I mean? Like, it's the house. Exactly. It's like like people, for our UK viewers, it's like people (laughs) breaking into British Parliament and rampaging it, destroying important documents. It's... And the lack of respect, like, I am the last person in the world to be a patriot, especially for America, but I do think that there's a certain level of respect that you should have towards monuments and government, like, official government federal establishments. Exactly. Like, I've been to the Capitol before, and I walked past, like, you know those, like, velvet chains, like, those, like... Yeah. I walked past them, and I was yelled at. Like, I couldn't pass over this red, like, line, which I and shouldn't have done. you just see all these people breaking into the Capitol. Yeah, it's... Ugh. And police actually let them them in. And I've... You've probably seen this video, but there's a video circling around of just, like, this one black police officer who's faced mm-hmm. with, like, a mob of people. Some of them are cussing out. Some of them are saying... They also threw, um suspicious liquids on them on um officers and it's like if you think about it the level of irony within the entirety of like the past two years and month um Mm -hmm. is so because these are the same people that were yelling at black lives matter protesters calling them terrorists when they were looting targets like is a target more valuable than the united states capital to you and then they're the same people that as they're looting this place, they're f- flying Blue Lives Matter flags as they're fighting then, police okay. officers. Like, huh? <laughs> and then um, TV personalities calling it Antifa. Antifa that's breaking in. While they're the ones holding Trump's, Trump flags, they're the ones breaking into Nancy Pelosi's office. And like, first like, of all, Antifa doesn't Carlson, exist. That's what he said last night. He blames Antifa, which is not even... It's not a thing. Antifa doesn't exist. It's an ideology, which every American should follow if if they actually believe in democracy. Yeah, it's anti-fascist. So first of all... Anti-fascist. It's a good thing. Does that mean that every Trump supporter is a fascist? I guess so. If they're not anti-fascist. It's like... It's... And the... Not the worst part, but one of the worst things about this is I know for a fact if this were Black Lives Matter protesters, if there were people of color within that crowd, bodies would have dropped. 
so much more than they did. Oh, yeah. Joe Biden tweeted about that, um, I think, an hour ago it, Like on that issue. It's, it's so mind-boggling. Because I took part at in... The same time, at the same time, um, police were overwhelmed by all, by all these protesters. And who's who's sending them, you know? Mm-hmm. Who, who just had a, 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 a little a speech on the other side of town? Trump. He sent them to march to the Capitol. He knew that he was fueling the rage that they had to go inside the Capitol building and... And then well, he refused to call the National it. Guard. And it's like, are you... It's so insane. Sorry, I cut you off. I... Oh, no, 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 no problem, problem. Also, the um, Metropolitan Police and the National Guard were allowed to enter the capital area since it's federal property. Exactly. So, and, um, you know, who... And they needed um, Capitol Police's um, permission to enter federal property, or but the they didn't want backup. They didn't want backup. Well, it's not that they it's just that federal backup. There are two chiefs that can command the National Guard, other than like Muriel Bowser and stuff. So the president and the vice president, they can order, like, demand that the National Guard intervene. Trump refused mm-hmm. to. Pence. No, yeah, obviously he Mike was going to refuse. Pence. The man that I really don't like. It's to the point where he is calling the National Guard on terrorists that are part of his party, that are supporting his candidate and his boss, basically. Exactly. Like, are you really going to stoop to that level? Like, they were sitting in Nancy Pelosi's chair. Like, it's insane. I just, I don't. And I went to one Black Lives Matter protest this summer. I fully quarantined before, I fully quarantined after. I wore three masks and a visor, and I stayed away from everyone the entire time. But, and there are pictures online, you can look it up. But the Capitol mm-hmm. was, it looked like there was a whole army that was about to fight like Godzilla or something. No, yeah. And I, there I've was the there wasn't even an important meeting going on. And then there's the literal, like, basically, what's the word? What the heck? They were basically... Hypocrisy. No, but... Oh, why did I, like, think so long and the word I was looking for is confirmation? <laughs> They're literally just confirming the next president of the United States. Like, maybe... If you know that this march is happening, which, by the way, they did. Like, this has been in the plans for ages. And who planned it? Who planned it? Donald Trump. It's like the third violent protest. And we live in, like, really close to D.C., so we, like, it's local. Exactly. And a sitting president inciting terror on his own country. And harm. Domestic terrorism on his own country. How can you be under that no wonder so many of his staff are resigning it's embarrassing they're dropping like flies but secretary of of transportation already um resigned because of him the the white house chief of staff to um, melania trump's it's like i just think back to when i went to the protests in the summertime and like the level of security and armed forces that were there there were people being tear gassed. There were people being minced or miced, minced, minced. Mm-hmm. Miced. I yeah, think. I can't say that word. So it just sounds like I'm saying mice, and it's a bit weird. Anyway, there were people being shot at with rubber bullets, basically stampeded by police and armed forces and the National Guard and horses, and like it was straight out of Apocalypse Nine. And then there's. And again, like, these were peaceful protests. Yeah. Like, the guards intervened as we were sitting around a drum circle. Like, there was music playing and people performing. We weren't doing anything beyond exercising our rights to protest. And we were... Exactly. There was was no incite for for terror, for protest. The violence happened when the police arrived. Until that point, there was... 
like there were maybe a couple counter protesters, but we ignored them. And we just continued walking. And then you see something that's literally, if a black, if one black person were to walk even up to the White House with a gun, like, or up to, like, the first step of the Capitol building with a gun, he's dead. Instantaneously. Yet white men continue have in the past climbed the fence and not gotten shot or killed, even though there's a sniper on the roof. Yeah, it's this country is founded on racism. It's founded on racism. Every like founding father had slaves. We built our entire economy on the back of slaves. Our yeah, entire like and still still operate that way mm-hmm. with um with a federal labor from from federal prisons who are paid about 60 cents an hour for the labor that they do. It, it's yeah. modern day rate. Uh, it's modern day slavery. It's, it's so insane. And like the thing that, the thing that like takes me off the most is that there are people that still deny it. Like it's one thing being blatantly openly racist, like member of the KKK racist, which by the way, mm-hmm. Georgia just went fully blue, so, like, the KKK really can just suck a dick, but, like, these are people that are openly racist, and then there are others that just don't realize what's happening, and they're the people that are part of the problem as well, because their ignorance, like, it's not bliss, it's so harmful, and their silence is violence, and I say that all the time but it really is like not saying anything not doing anything about it not even if it's just like posting something on social media like I do that a lot but just because I don't know what else to do I sign petitions on a daily basis like just do something and if you don't see that there's a problem then you're part of it mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry that got really heated really fast no 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 don't worry it's it's important that's what this podcast is for it's for expressing our thoughts, our our inner thoughts, and what we want to say. Like you're saying it for a reason because that's what you truly believe in. Yeah, and also like I find it so cause, okay. We should talk about something else, but it's still within this. Okay. Subject. What like okay? So how do I how do I put this? You know how there's freedom of expression and freedom of speech. And there's freedom of, like, thinking basically whatever the heck you want to think, right? Yeah. And, like, what's assumed is it's basic decency to just respect someone's opinions, even if they differ from your own. And I struggle with that so much. And I try, I'm trying really hard to get better at it. But I do struggle because I see people who are just blatantly hateful and in my opinion, ignorant, and they would say the same thing about me, but I find it so difficult to respect one's opinions when they are breaching someone else's human rights. So, like, where where do you stand on this? Honestly, um, I also kind of struggle to see their point, but at the same time, you have to put yourself to truly understand their mentality, you have to put yourself in in their feet, you know? Yeah. Because they're, Trump is a savior, like, to them, he's a savior. He's he's a man of, um, of the country, of the people. He, he apparently, he's created this image of himself to, to adapt to these people, to these people who hate, um, who hate Democrats. Like, I don't, I don't, because the Republican Party has always been founded on, like, I don't know, I don't know how to say I it. I think that, but I think, I think you kind of get what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I kind of understand. Like, um, I also think that even just like Donald Trump, if you look back, like 14 years ago, he was a registered Democrat. If I'm not mistaken, don't fact me, don't fact check me on that. No, 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 you're wrong. right, you're right. He, he even no, said that he was pro-abortion. He was pro he was pro-abortion. Um, he, pro-choice. He has mentioned in the past that Republicans are dumb, and if he were, if he were ever to run for president, 
then he would run as a Republican candidate. Because Which he did. And you know what? That was released to every freaking media and nothing happened. And like, Didn't lose a supporter. Not that, one supporter. Okay, I think that also kind of a general issue and I want to say that that's for both parties because like I have an AOC poster sitting right next to me but I feel mm. like idolizing politicians is such a bad way to go about democracy mm. and politics in general because if you like I've seen interviews where he, people have said he could literally shoot someone on Fifth Avenue and like they wouldn't care if you I, look at it's the, true he has so many rape allegations against him none of his supporters care they turn a blind eye. And they still call him a true Christian. And he does, like, in an interview, I remember because I've never laughed so hard in an interview in my entire life. It was so ridiculous because I think it was Rachel Meadow, I believe. Meadow? Meadow? I think it was her. Um, she asked him about his religious life and what he practices and how often he practices and, like, Stuff like that, because he has said on multiple occasions that he is a religious man and that he practices Christianity. And she asked him, what what testimony do you, or what testament, I think, do you follow? Like, the old or the new one? And he was like, um, well, I, I follow a little bit of both. Like, um, which, first of all, I, again, not Christian, don't know very much about the church, but I've talked to friends that are, and they've said that, like, that's not a thing. Like, you don't just, like, follow bits of each. And then she was like, um, do you mind sharing a verse of whatever Bible you read to, with us to, like, close off the show? And he was like, well, you see, um, uh, it's so clear that he had no idea what he was saying. And he was like, well, it's a very personal thing for me, and I would rather not disclose such information. Thank you. And like people still clap. And it's like, he's just lying to you. Open your eyes. It's because he's he's praised as a savior because because there's no you have to admit, in the world of politics, there's never been someone like Trump. Never. Because these people are He's not a politician, he's a businessman. Exactly. And I think that people relate to him on that level because he I mean he doesn't come from the same background as anyone. I'm not even going to put that out there because he really doesn't. But he he literally doesn't have the abilities to be a stable, decent politician. Like, No, he's worse in conditions for the United States for the past four years with different allies. He's, he's made permanent damage with other damage. countries. And like, even the... Um, wasn't it Denmark? Like the the Denmark um prime minister called him an idiot. Like for, Danish for people are so Greenland. sweet as well. Like, how do you piss off a Danish person? Exactly. I promise I'm not being stereotypical. I know Danish people. <laughs> no, 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 I know, I know what you meant. Um, <laughs> but I also think that the way that he's just like put a wedge between our entire country, because if you look back even to like Obama days. The country was somewhat divided, but nowhere near to the extent that it is today. Like, the polarization within our country, whether it be from rural areas to actual cities, or whether it be, like, the left and the right, like, they, it's so beyond divided. And but he's, at the same time, they were waiting for someone like Trump. If you can, if you go back to, remember when, um... I don't know if you've seen different speeches from um, when um, McCain, Mr. McCain, ran for John McCain, for, uh, Mr. McCain for president. Yeah, uh, I I do. Um, there was a supporter who called um Obama an um like um that he hadn't even been born in the United States. He's an Arab. He's a, like to insult him, mm-hmm. and then McCain McCain defended him. But you see, that mentality was already present in people's minds. Yeah, but, like, even, it's so funny to me, because if you watch, like, Kamala and Pence's debate, it got really heated, right? 
Mm. But they stepped off the stage, and they shook hands. Like, at the end of the day, we all have the same goal. Like, to conserve a decent America. And although we think about that through different ways, like, it is the same goal. It's the same, yeah. Like, if you zoom out, we want to make this country as good as it could be. Like, we do want to make America great. Like, that, that is what we want to do. Which is why I think mm-hmm. the slogan is so twisted, because everyone can relate to it. And it made wanting America to be great something that then made you a radical right but um and don't get me started on the two-party system because oh god i personally i personally find myself to be a centralist i can i can go behind um i mostly look for progressive um Mm -hmm. for progressive acts or deals or things like that but at the same time i can get behind some conservative like ideals you know like keeping keeping a tax rate at the same rate it is you know or like going to the past for it depends you know yeah i i also think that like donald trump does not represent all republicans at all oh he's not a republican no no no. he's not an actual conservative republican and republican lots of republicans don't claim him Lots of Republicans literally had to swallow their pride and vote blue this election to avoid him again. Mm-hmm. Like, that requires registering as a Democrat. Like. No, you can be a registered Republican and vote for a Democrat. Yeah, but not in the presidential elections, I don't think. Oh, okay. I might be wrong. Don't at me on that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just think that, like, the way that he's. Okay, I don't want to say anything wrong, or not wrong, but that, like, can be taken disrespectfully. But, like, if you think about it, the vast majority of us, like, if someone believes that we shouldn't tax the rich, like, that won't stop me from being friends with you. That won't stop me from having a decent conversation with you. That won't stop me from caring for you. Same thing with, like, if you think that the we should go about the Green New Deal a different way, or that businesses should be run a different way, or the stock market should close on certain... Like, there are certain policies in which I respect everyone's opinions. Mm-hmm. But then it comes to literal basic human rights, when I'm like, that's not, that's not debatable, that's not up for debate. When it comes to Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter. And, like, whether you use All Lives Matter as a rebuttal, or whether you use Blue Lives Matter as a rebuttal... Either way, I'm just saying that, like, Black Lives Matter. That's not a political statement. That is basic, bare minimum human rights. And anyone that disagrees with that in the slightest way possible, like, kind of loses my respect. In the same way as, like, people who... Like, I could not really be close friends, but I would have a conversation with someone that, like... I'd have a conversation with anyone. And you've done that in the past, yeah. I, I respect people who think that a... that are pro-life I think that they're very wrong and I struggle to but I do because they have the right to have their own opinion even if I disagree with it but when it comes to basic human rights like no it's like when someone's like oh well women shouldn't have the right to vote that's a basic human right like and then when I voice my opinion to people like okay you know I go on a meal a lot and talk to Republicans because I find it very amusing, but <laughs> very amusing. It's so much fun. Like the times I have, and I've voiced my opinion. Not only opinion, but like they've been like, "Do you support Black Lives Matter?" And I'll be like, "Yes, of course. Why don't you?" And they'll be like, "Because I matter too." And I'm like, the, "No one said the acronym Black Lives Matter does not diminish how much you matter, but you're not in trouble right now." Like, if you were being discriminated against, you slurs against, like, been subject to racism on a daily basis just because of your skin color, then I would fight for you just as hard as I'm fighting for black people right now. You know what I mean? Like, I was talking about this with my therapist, which is a bit random, but she's a very... We agree on politics, basically. And, like, most of our sessions revolve around politics. 
Um, yeah. And we were talking about, like, basically the exact conversation that we're having right now, because it was literally as the looting and storming and vandalizing was happening, so we were both really stressed, but we were saying that, like, what differentiate, like, the biggest difference between the Republican Party or, like, the far right and the Democratic Party is that, and again, I don't want to be using the two-party system, but it's the way that America works at this point in time, so I'm just going to shy off of it, but my mentality and most Democrats' mentality is caring for others and wanting to give to others and wanting to provide for others, even if it takes away from what we have. Mm -hmm. And the Republican Party is more focused on themselves. And, like, I don't want to sound mean, but it it is kind of selfish, if you think about it. Like... Well... At the same time, their mentality is they want a smaller government. They want people to be able to sustain themselves. They they want more um, independent, you know, like more more of an independent approach. Like people worry about their own things instead of paying mm-hmm. the government. So it's a different approach. But you're right. It is a selfish approach because what there's saying is everyone is able to pay their own health care go to the hospital if they ever need to um get their own food because that's assuming you have a good job good paying job yeah and not get and they don't want these universal benefits they just call it socialism they they call it and apparently apparently that's that's something bad socialism is something atrocious something from yeah, the words socialism and communism are used together way too often. Because of U.S. government propaganda against the words, too. I also think that if you think about it, Republic, or okay, I don't want to say all Republicans because I do agree with lots of Republicans' approaches, and I do think that they deserve my respect, and I respect their opinions even if I think about going about a situation differently. Mm-hmm. But I do think that it is very much every man for themselves. And if you don't succeed in life as much as I do, then tough shit. Like, figure it out. You don't get a knee up or a stepping stone to greatness when you don't deserve it, which in my mind is obviously not um, what I believe in. Let's put it that way. But, like, yeah. when it comes to universal health care, for example, like, basic human rights. Like, in the United Kingdom, you break your leg, someone calls an ambulance, You don't have to pay for the ambulance. You don't have to pay for your x-ray. You don't have to pay for your, I don't know, like, MRI. You don't have to pay for your treatment. You don't have to pay for the cast. You don't have to pay for the crutches. You don't have to pay for the meds. Everything is covered. Think about how many Americans would not be in debt right now if everything was covered. I see. Like, how is there a counter-argument to just people being safe and healthy? Because all their lives, they've been misled to believe that all of this is um is a fantasy dream. Even though so many countries have adapted to this, yet they compare it to to countries that are failing, like um like Venezuela, and calling that an, a way that I don't know, like um they use Venezuela so much to compare Venezuela socialism. And Cuba all the yeah, time. they're all not even time. a socialist country. Exactly. That's a that's, full-on dictatorship in that's Venezuela. That's communism. Like, hmm? Anyway, and then um, also, what was I going to say? You have, you also have to understand Democrats have more of a urban, like, it's no, it's no, um, it's no secret that urban populations usually go for yeah. a democratic vote. Yeah. Because at the same time, most of these acts that are being passed are only going to benefit some, you know. Yeah. Like not not in all not in all the country. They're going to look for more dense areas, like like we were saying the other night. Um, they wanted to pass the they wanted to build a um, something something about the high speed rail, you know. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that that's one of many examples of like things that are only gonna help economic development in in urban areas. Yeah, that, and they're only gonna be connecting urban areas. They may add stations along the way, but at the same time, most of that land 
is gonna be taken away from farmers, communities, yeah, and all that in in the rural area, and they're obviously gonna vote against that. And which party is voting against high speed rail? You see. Yeah, but also I feel like. No, but I, yeah, that's one specific issue, and I do realize like. No, it's it's a good point. Like you're. You're on target, but. I also think that okay. I was talking about this again with my therapist. Surprise. But, um, you know how back in, like, Confederacy days, mm-hmm. the country was divided into, so the North and then the South. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we talked about this. That yeah. Now it's rural. Now it's the yeah. rural areas and then the urban ones. And just because they occupy more of the land does not mean that their voice matters more than the people who are in larger areas. And, exactly. like... That's why I think the intention behind the Electoral College is there, but it's not executed to perfection because there are all these faults that diminish people's votes and et cetera. But, like, I I haven't lived in America for very long. I haven't been alive for very long. But over the past, I want to say, like, eight years, I feel like I've noticed people, especially in rural areas, voicing out their disgust towards the government and towards the system a lot more than ever before. Like, these people are angry because they think that their voice is diminished and it's watered down by the rest of the people in urban areas, and they think that they're not being prioritized because they live in urban areas, but at the same time, like, they've got all the farms, so they're producing food for everyone. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they deserve to have just as much as everybody else, and that's why, like... they're not getting that... And they think oh, yeah. that... I've heard so many stories of uh, rural communities having to go from like three towns over just to get healthcare or to get good food or mm-hmm. things like that. Also, there's this case. Um, this um, this girl on I think it was a tick. I think it was a TikTok. Um, of course, she was telling the story. She was telling the story of how um, her dad um, her dad would drive her about like two hours a day um two hours to go to a good school because good education systems are only accessible to some of the population yeah rural communities don't have the same education that you would get at walter johnson or especially at public schools like you have to pay so much like we are so incredibly lucky that the public schools in our area are good schools no, it's because of property tax. It shouldn't be from pop property taxes that we pay for the education system. I also feel like people who do choose to live a lifestyle that's in the suburbs or in the countryside, what they're told is that, like, oh, you chose this path. You brought this upon yourself. Because in reality, like, lots of people can't afford to live in cities. Exactly. Like, they can't. On top of that... Some people enjoy being far from the city, but that doesn't mean that they shouldn't have the right to dress as much as everybody else. But at the same time, you do have to understand that if a population in one area is more dense than in the others, then you have to evenly like spread distribute. out the resources and distribute the resources. Because if you have 10,000 kids in one city with like four schools, and then there's an area that's like half the size with like 200,000 kids, and there are two schools because the area is smaller, then obviously that's, like, that's twisted and that's not right. So exactly. how do you make sure that everything is well distributed and fair for everyone without making them have to drive two hours to go to school? That's, that's complicated because the actual education system we have in place right now is from property tax so the more dense an area the more money they get from property taxes because it's more households and that means more money towards education um transportation in the area and all that yeah. it needs to be nationalized but the u.s education system has to be a nationalized um system because under this one it means that rich communities um that live in higher um, neighborhoods with higher property tax, mm-hmm. they're paying more money 
for um for education and all that and um services and all that while low-income neighborhoods um their districts um have low taxes so that means they're going to get less um resources in schools because they're getting they're paying less taxes um and so they're gonna they're obviously gonna get um less resources than than a than a district that has high property tax you know yeah because you do like although it is posted and i don't think that it's right or... mm-hmm. no yeah exactly that's Sorry, the problem the audio it has to be a national all system all over the place there has to be equality throughout the country yeah but that like the fact that you pay for a higher quality life like it doesn't sit right with me and i know that in the future we're gonna look back and we're gonna be like holy crap the fact that you could like pay for an insane lifestyle and like pay for good food and although yes people do work really really hard for what they have and i'm not trying to diminish that in any way shape or form but i do think that like everyone deserves bare minimum like, mm-hmm. the fact that there are so many freaking homeless people in America. Like. You know, there's more there's more empty homes than homeless people, actually, in the United States right now. That literally the problem, breaks my heart. That's another problem. People buy these homes as investments because they know that the property um, is going to get more expensive um, year by year. So it's already feasible to just have these properties laying empty. But on top of that, um, like they're putting these properties just so they rent. can get money out of it. Exactly, their sole goal is to earn money, and they're so money hungry. Even though like it's material, and yes, I want to be rich when I'm older, but I want to be rich so that I can help people who aren't. Okay, so that wraps up part one with Gabriel. Gabe, if you're listening, I love you. Thank you so much for coming. Please come on again. <gasps> Do you know what I realized? It'd be so cool if we did another episode like this. Maybe a little bit less chaotic and terrible audio, but like this a couple months from now so that we can kind of like compare and contrast our experiences over the past couple of months compared to the state that we were in in January. Um, I think that'd be really cool. Let me know if you'd be down for that. I also wanted to not even shout out because it doesn't need my shout out, but voice my admiration towards the artist who is in the midst of finalizing the cover art for the podcast. His handle on Instagram is, he has two, so it's either cover art by Max or collage by Max, I believe. Yes. He is so insanely talented. You should definitely go check him out. Okay. That being said, thank you so much for listening, and I will see you next week with part two. I promise it'll be up. 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Spotify and everywhere you listen to your podcast. Bye.